Girls Got Goals, a podcast for the woman who is chasing her goals while balancing the demands of everyday life. I'm your host, Chelsea Reed. And I'm your host, Brittany Fraze. So originally, we recorded an episode before Chelsea went away for the weekend, only for the recording to not download. <laughs> derm, derm, derm. <laughs> It was actually super defeating, but that's okay because I truly believe we needed these past two days to bring together the episode we are sharing with you now. So you guys, everyone holds their own values and morals. I think we know that. And because of this, there are times when we can become offended or even hurt by another person's actions or inactions. So what do we do when that happens to us? When someone intentionally or unintentionally causes us physical or emotional harm. Mm -hmm. And I think you had just jumped on your... Was it your Instagram page? And kind of briefly talked about this mm-hmm. today or yesterday? Uh, it was this morning, actually. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I was just chatting about how, you know, we can't control people's behaviors. Um, we can only control how we react to them. Mm-hmm. So true. And that just really resonated with me. Um, when we originally recorded this, we just briefly touched about the fact that Chelsea and I had both gone through some stuff this past week and it had been a week and uh, we just came in. Uh, to start recording the episode just um, really emotionally like and mentally exhausted Mm -hmm. and we've somehow managed to I would say I wouldn't say briefly I'm trying to think of the word just like we did recover a little bit like I think we're both on that track but we're not there yet but it also takes time yeah and it's not a rush yeah absolutely I mean we both went through something this weekend that you know we were directly affected by other people's um, actions based on their own moral compasses Mm -hmm. um, and it affected us both pretty deeply so I know for me my instinctual reaction when um, you know someone does something to me intentionally or unintentionally that causes me harm like I'm hurt regardless I I am hurt my I'm emotionally damaged and that causes a lot of physical reactions within me as well. Mm, yeah. So that was something that I noticed in myself this week was, um, you know, I was taken advantage of. Um, and that brought up a lot of emotions and feelings from past experiences where I, I felt those similar feelings. And it was really emotionally draining to process all of that stuff all over again and also be dealing with the immediate situation at hand mm-hmm. and it physically drained me like I felt the energy in my body depleting because I was trying to work through that situation totally for myself there was um some trauma that initiated uh basically your fight flight or freeze response and I wanted to uh, flee mm-hmm. and ended up staying in, in that position but it took literally everything in my body mm-hmm. for me to stay there like it took my brain like basically almost like reprogramming itself um, and with that I had obviously and still have a lot of like emotional just like yeah like you said like there's triggers and there's a lot of stuff it like affected me emotionally as many of you guys, my our listeners know like I have a history of depression and anxiety um going on almost four years and hoping to continue that streak of not being medicated. So this is just something I am definitely just really taking it slowly and cautiously, but also on the physical side of things, like I literally felt like I was in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Like I had whiplash, like the trauma um, from staying still, from like forcing my body to be there. Like my muscles were tense. Like I had the worst headache for, I mean, I still have a bit of a headache today, but the first few days like it was horrible and Mm -hmm. like 
no type of medication, like as much water as I drank, like nothing would make it go away. Mm -hmm. And I almost felt like, like achy, like, oh, it was horrible. Yeah. It takes a toll on you and our instinctual reactions, like they differ for everybody. Some people, like you said, there's that fight, flight or freeze and any given person could react in a totally different way. Um, I know for myself when I, when I had the situation happen to me, I just wanted to like yell at someone. Mm -hmm. I needed to unleash on someone. I needed to like get my anger out. I needed to voice my frustrations. Like I'm the type of person when if someone does me harm or does harm to people that I love, I get extremely, extremely angry. And I feel like I need to jump down that person's throat and like give them a piece of my mind. Right. And I know that that's not the thing that I need to do. What I need to do is take some time to process and deal with what I'm going through and what's happened and figure out how I'm going to move forward in the most appropriate way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on Friday morning, I needed to get some anger out. I needed to just unleash. And instead of blowing up on these people who hurt me, um, I called up my trainer and I was like, I need to do some kickboxing. Like, let's box. Would you, would you box with me? So like we just had hit me so I can hit you back. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So he brought in between clients at the gym. He fit me in and um, he got me some gloves and all that stuff. And we had done some basic footwork and like jabbing or whatever at, our, at one of our previous boot camps. But he took me through like a whole routine and everything. And like, I went crazy like some of the guys even at the gym were coming up to me afterwards and were like whoa like you were having a pretty crazy session there I was like my mind just like went blank and I just let out all of my frustration Mm -hmm. with permission from Kenny of course to unleash on him but initially I just wanted to like scream and throw blame on somebody else and I wanted to, to make somebody feel the pain that they made me feel and I wanted to ruin them like that is I got really, really angry and I had this rage inside me that I needed to take a minute. I needed to like compose myself and I needed to find a way of dealing with that in a healthy way um, in that immediate instance. And now I can take the time to actually process what's happened. So you think your initial, I guess it depends on the situation too, but in this circumstance, like your initial reaction would have been like, you're saying like retaliation or like to do something back to that person, right? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Like in any situations, in my past, you know, whether it's been from a a partner, like a a boyfriend or a friend, maybe who's turned their back on me or anything like that. My, um, my initial reaction is like to give them a taste of their own medicine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. That makes me a horrible person, but I think it's a normal response. Yeah. I just right away. want to be like, I want to show them exactly how they made me feel and make them like realize how I'm feeling. And it's not healthy. It's not right. Two wrongs don't make a right. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it just makes you feel worse because my moral compass, like I feel guilt if I've caused someone harm. So in my initial heat of the moment, if I were to make that choice, I know I would absolutely regret it and it it would eat at me even more so and it would cause me more damage Mm -hmm. than good. So I need to be able to process and like work through it. I know that my initial reaction is usually not the most appropriate reaction. So if I can just like, stop myself, compose myself, realize I need to find another, an alternate route. Then I can come out on the other side, um, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And for myself, like for this circumstance, I'd actually find a lot of them. Cause I am, like I said before, an enabler, I tend to internalize. So a lot of times I think it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, 
some occasions I do think it's the other person's fault if I'm like pretty sure it's their fault I probably tell them my husband's like yeah you told me that all the time <laughs> <laughs> but actually no like for the most part when there's something going on I, I find a way that I end up rationalizing so obviously rational but um making it that it's it's my fault like this mm -hmm. is what happened and like self-blaming and um you know just like feeling guilty for how I reacted and then turning it all the way around like so when someone could have harmed me mm -hmm. um right I take what happened from that situation and I literally talk myself to a perspective where it's my fault that they did that to me mm -hmm. and I'm the one to blame mm -hmm. because I did this 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 and this when really that's wrong yeah. and whatever I did is how I survived and that's what I took from that moment to get myself through but it doesn't mean that I am responsible for their actions. Absolutely. I think that's also one of like, that's kind of the latter, right? Like that's almost the opposite of what my, um, so my retaliation mode, <laughs> I actually used to do the same thing. I think one day, like, I don't know if I just got like sick of that and I switched the ship or I flipped the script and then I went like total opposite, like beast mode on the other side. Of the spectrum, but I think that a lot of people um, do do that. They think that there's a reason why someone's hurt them that way, and they put blame on themselves, and it's a very common thing, especially mm -hmm. when someone does something intentionally to us. Yeah, we want to rationalize it, and we like we're trying to find a reason for why they did it, and we we look to to ourselves for that sometimes. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's like stages of being hurt, just like stages of grief. Yeah, like at first, you know, like I do internalize, and then you know, then I, there's like also people blaming their person so sometimes I feel like I go through that phase and I'm like angry at someone who could do this and then I have sympathy and I'm like hurt people hurt people right yeah. and it's just like a cycle of just going through the motions and really just trying to regulate what happened mm -hmm. right so like you said you start off with wanting to retaliate and then you end up wanting to you, you know you take that aggression out and then you you know I know one of the things you're talking about was like some, just like talking with other people so publicizing it in some form some way or another and um I do that too like I t I talk about it and that's the thing is like I as soon as something happens to me I need to to talk it over mm -hmm. and like you know with people who have like a degree in that so like a psychologist or a counselor but also with a lot of family and like close intimate relationship people like my husband and my parents and I just need to like go through it again and again and again and the situation that happened to me um this past week I could probably guarantee you I've said it at least a hundred times I've gone through the entire thing mm -hmm. because I just need to like, my mind is still like circling through. And you're trying to almost dissect it too mm -hmm. and to really understand like what led to that, to that circumstance. Mm -hmm. And did I do everything right? Like again, that questioning and like that mm -hmm. internalizing, I'm, I'm almost, and then I have to tell myself or hence where like the professional help comes in because they remind me that what I did, right was okay right mm -hmm. and all that that whole process and it's it's exhausting in itself right because when we're talking things and we're breaking things down and we're um being vulnerable with where we're at and how we feel and what we think is going on um it leads to a lot of crying and a lot of emotions yeah. and a lot of just like relief too right like this whole time you know like i was saying i felt guilty and i was blaming myself and um on Friday, I spoke to a psychologist and she was like, you did everything right. Mm -hmm. She's like, you just tried to survive mm -hmm. and let's just take a minute and let's just, you know, remind yourself that 
you're still here mm-hmm. and you survived. Mm-hmm. She's like, and you did that. Mm-hmm. She's like, you were so busy waiting for someone to save you that you didn't realize that you saved yourself. Yeah. And when we're going through... And I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Cue the waterworks. Yeah. Oh, literally. I was like, yeah. here we go. <laughs> That's so yeah. true. But like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Can we get back to their stuff that's still bothering me? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, no matter what you're, how you deal with what you're dealing with or like that instinctual reaction, if you can get yourself like kind of segue and kind of get over that hump into how you can really actually like go through it and process it, it, it does become a healing process because you're learning new skills and you're developing new coping mechanisms and you're learning the tools that you need to be able to, hand, to handle these situations when these are the uncontrollable things in our life. You know, other people's decision, decisions and behaviors towards us are absolutely out of our control. We determine what we'll tolerate and how we're going to act, yes. but we can't determine how people are going to treat us and what they're going to do um, due to us in that in any given moment like you said sorry just to interject there Mm -hmm. we determine what we tolerate right Mm -hmm. so that doesn't mean that during these circumstances whatsoever did we say that what they were doing was appropriate yeah or that we let them do it to us right like during these circumstances we definitely like i'm not gonna say fought back but there was a a line like made or drawn in the sand i guess you want to say or like a line that was put down that was like this is not appropriate behavior mm-hmm. in both circumstances in some way or another. Like that was reiterated and we just want to make sure that people are advocating for themselves. If you ever feel like you're in that situation, just to make sure that you aren't toler- tolerating that behavior, that you're laying that foundation, that you're telling people that it's okay, that it's sorry, that it's not okay to treat you um, that way. Yeah, absolutely. And we are talking more so you guys right now about things that, um, you know, people do to us um intentionally or you know by conscious decision of their own but we also want to touch on things like you know people hold different opinions and different values and morals um than us but they may not necessarily do anything to us directly but how you know there are instances where we're kind of put between a rock and a hard place when someone's values or morals may conflict with ours and we want to kind of talk on how we can navigate that as well Mm-hmm. So the situation that kind of came to mind because it did go viral not long ago was with Ellen DeGeneres and George Bush. And basically they're at a football game and I think everyone has seen it, but um, people, and it's funny because it wasn't her and it wasn't him, but mm-hmm. people that were outside of that group that weren't there that supported Ellen or supported George were offended by the fact that they were spending time together when um, they have different beliefs, um, sorry, different morals and values. Um, or I guess even just different values because some of their morals would probably be the same for the fact that they're hanging out together. Right. Yeah. But, um, and just to touch on that, you guys, morals, we're looking at and talking about like your behavior, your standard of behavior. So what you believe is acceptable mm-hmm. and not acceptable to do. And then values are going to be what we believe to be important in life. Right. Mm-hmm. So just to touch on that, but People, like, there was, like, a huge outcry about yeah. that. Like, And I think, too, like, from what I noticed, I kind of, I'm, like, one of those people where, like, on Instagram, if there's, like, a celebrity thing and people are, like, just blowing it up with comments, I tend to just read. I go down that rabbit hole. But it's funny because you can tell, like, people who are commenting who are big supporters of Ellen and then people who are commenting who are big supporters of George Bush, they, those people likely hold the same morals as that person that they're idolizing idolizing and defending Mm -hmm. so they are at a point 
or they just aren't able yet to find that middle ground of understanding that George and Ellen obviously found. There's obvious things that they don't, um, that they see differently. I think that that's kind of the, um, it's not a, a secret that they share different values, but they were obviously able to put those things aside um, and, and find a, a middle ground to be able to get along. So mm-hmm. to be respectful. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, people are so easily offended nowadays. And it's it's true that, you know, if, as soon as somebody doesn't see something the same way that we do, we just like, we feel like we need to chime in or like share our, our opinion or like prove them wrong in whatever way. Um, but I, I just, I truly believe that, you know, if someone's morals and values don't direct you affect, like don't affect you directly or they're not illegal or they're not harmful or they're not like anything that, you know, is going to cause someone great harm or like danger. If it's not harm, harming you directly, like why are we so uppity and concerned about it? Well, and I think one of the things we were just talking about is the fact that you can do it so easily, Mm -hmm. right? On social media. Mm -hmm. And that's the issue, you know, something that you may have been bothered by, you know, 20 years ago or 10, 15 years ago, you would just share with your friends and Mm -hmm. be like, I just don't agree with this, blah, blah, blah. A lot of times you're in the same circle. So you have similar um, morals and values. So they would just agree or disagree with you. You'd have a conversation and be done. Yeah. But now, you know, people are posting to these Facebook groups and saying like, hey, like one of the things was... Um, on Halloween, um, a kid had, we live in a town that's, you know, considered Christian because there's like six churches and 1200 people, which is quite a lot for, Mm -hmm. you know, like the amount of people that live here. And I guess a kid had, you know, stapled on like a Jesus loves you, basically a little picture that they had colored to like a bag of M&Ms and people were offended. Mm -hmm. And like, I just was beside myself like I just can't believe you know if if you don't like it that's fine yeah but there's like other ways to handle it instead of like blasting it on social media like Mm -hmm. teaching your kids about it and you know he's like my kid was like they came home with this propaganda if you believe it's propaganda like that's your call yeah you know when you teach your kids then what that looks like and what you believe and what you don't believe you know but everyone has to do the same thing in different ways, right? Like things come up in life all the time. So if you're doing, you know, blasting this on social media, what's it going to look like when you're trying to handle it in the real world? Like how are you showing your kids how to apply that, right? To how to respect other people's Mm -hmm. different morals and values. Yeah. I think that that's, as a parent, especially, I think it's super important, like holding, staying in integrity and maintaining your values and your morals and like really aligning yourself with that. There's nothing wrong with having strong Um, opinions and morals absolutely not but when it starts to become an issue that you are you know bringing other people down or creating harm emotionally for other people or or in some cases physically Mm -hmm. you know there's there's so many examples that we that I could think of like you know I have lots of friends who are vegans and you know they educate me they give me information and they share their opinions and their thoughts with me but then there are some vegans out there on the internet who are blasting people who eat meat and like it's just a different opinion thing same thing with like religion or same thing with um sexual preference or all there's all these different Mm -hmm. stances well and cultural especially right like a lot right now um you know chelsea handler was on the red talk red Red table Table talk talk with um uh jada smith and her mom and they're just talking about um 
you know, culture for black women and how, you know, white women come from a place of privilege and it's not being recognized. And I'm not saying I agree or disagree with this. I'm just bringing it up as like, um, an example. Um, I'm not going to get out of my perspective on any of that, but just that you need to have these conversations and people are doing it without, you know, reaming each other out, right? Yeah. Like they're having them in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things they had brought across was like the perspective of how, um, it can be, um, things or, or actions you can do. Like, I guess Chelsea had said she had slapped her friend, uh, her black friend on the, on the ass. And that to her was just like a, Hey, like I do it to all my friends. And her friend took it as a ability to teach Chelsea, um, that it's not okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that just so shows a lot of disrespect for that. These, uh, for black women based on their culture and where they've come from and their history. Right. And just how that is like a trigger. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the thing is like, it's okay to not know and to, um, have differing opinions, but also allowing someone, or if you want to teach someone why it is, um, upsetting to you or why it could be your trigger to do it in an appropriate way, right. Mm-hmm. To be respectful about it, to have a teaching moment, to explain where it comes from mm-hmm. and why you feel that way instead of just, again, reacting in retaliation or, you know, to be negative. Right. I think that comes with a lot of maturity though, too. And then I, that's what I think, you know, the people who really jump down other people's throats, or are very like close minded it's from a lack of sometimes maturity, sometimes education. Um, but we, what we need to do is we need to be able to just have those open conversations and share our perspectives and be able to live our lives in a way, um, that we feel aligned with and not be, not live in worry of like being attacked for our opinions or our thoughts like and we're talking about like the typical kind of surface level common things you guys like there are people who obviously hold or lack thereof hold morals in this world who do you know terrible things and um there we'll kind of touch on a line for that as well but you know just the the general day-to-day life stuff that we don't see the same as other people. Like we need to be open-minded and we need to be able to sometimes see other people's perspectives, or maybe we need to make the decision to educate ourselves with proper research on the topics and things like that before we just start like blowing up on each other. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then just kind of going back a bit, a lot of times, like I was saying, whether it's someone, you know, you're having a, a respectful conversation with or you do something um that kind of harms them emotionally or even physically right if that if you are ever in that situation it can definitely trigger um memories and feelings from the past right and we just need to make sure we understand that those feelings um do present themselves in these situations and it yeah. may be the reason why you want to react um in a negative manner yes uh, right <laughs> I can totally talk on that because what just happened to me this past week, you guys, like it's, I mean, it was a big deal. Um, but it was one of, I think it was just like the straw that broke the camel's back from all of these instances where, so I was completely, me and my fiance were very much taken advantage of, um, this past week and, um, we're made to feel very small and powerless. And that just brought up a lot of feelings and emotions around instances from, you know, past relationships, um, friendships, all of these different instances in my life where I felt like I was taken advantage of. Mm. And all of those feelings just came flooding back. And I think that's what created this like 
rage in me. Right. Like I can normally work through something and, you know, I'll cry it out. I'll be upset. I'll be angry. I'll want to say my two cents and get things off of my chest. But then I, I, I think I kind of pack it away a little bit. I don't really deal with the whole grand scheme of emotions. But this time was like, I was seeing like red you guys like I I was so furious and I I was able to recognize that it was just like this compound of Mm -hmm. anger and then I was able to deal with it on a more on a bigger scale um and I will be speaking with a professional about that as well because I am very aware now that I didn't properly or fully deal with the other circumstances from my past that kind of came out in the Mm -hmm. situation totally One of the things I do a lot too is I like compartmentalize and it's helped me, but also hinders me. Right. Mm. So, um, I work in and have worked my entire career for the most part in a high stress environment and the best way to deal with that stuff or to AKA not deal with it or to, um, leave work at work and keep home separate is to compartmentalize it, right. To not, um, necessarily have it, um, show its emotion or show its colors right you're gonna pack it away it goes here because that's a work thing and I gotta go home and that's a separate life and I gotta be there for my kids right um but let's get serious like it's not packed away it's still there right and it still uh plays effect um into my day-to-day life and then by not talking about it or just shutting it down um that leads to a lot of triggers and I think that's one of the reasons, if not one of the biggest reasons why um, I was faced with depression and anxiety. And actually the moment it all started for me was when I achieved a goal, Mm -hmm. which is very common um, in some situations. um, But for, um, I guess they're considered like high level, like or achievers. Mm -hmm. And I finally like, did something and reached a goal and actually got first right and so that's when my depression kicked in which you think is weird um because you'd be like well you should be like on top of the world Mm -hmm. but that's when it triggered the response that I didn't get and the feelings I didn't have triggered a whole bunch of other things that made me feel less than and it's a times where I feel vulnerable or violated or that I've been uh, the control has been taken away from me and I feel, um, I guess less than that I become or feel like I'm at risk of going back down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, and that's basically a lot of situations that Mm -hmm. I deal with. Um, but this one, especially so, um, it's not as easy to compartmentalize when it's a more, um, a bigger trauma in my, and for me, I'm not talking about for other people, but for myself. Um, by the same time, I just realize at least now with the kids, um, I can't be there where I was and I will not, um, allow myself to go there and just basically do everything I can in my power to stay away from that place. Yeah. I mean, it could be, I'm not saying it's, it's, um, inevitable, but I'm also saying it's a very, high risk and I a lot of times it's because of these triggers right I know it's easier for me to go back to that place because I've been there before yeah but I also have a lot more coping skills than I had before yeah to deal with it I think you you also start to notice patterns too like mm-hmm. in your responses and in 
um, your reactions. Yes. And that's, I know that's something that it, it kind of like creates a snowball effect. Like every time you encounter something where someone's maybe hurt you intentionally or unintentionally and you're dealing with the emotions and you're trying to recover from that and grow from that. And what do you do next? That type of situation. You are equipped with a, a little bit more skills or tools each time. Mm-hmm. And it creates that compound effect. Um, but I think that it it just is so small and gradual sometimes that we don't even realize it as we're kind of like going through it and then we worry about like how we're going to deal if it if it comes up again mm-hmm. but that's where we we talk about you guys if if you're dealing with like emotions or a reaction an emotional reaction to something that someone has done to you or something that maybe someone has said to you or their behaviors around you are, are triggering an emotional response that you're not sure how to deal with it is very important to seek um, professional perspective because sometimes there are some things that are there that we just maybe don't even realize because we're in such like an emotional high. Mm-hmm. I know for me that was something is I just my reactions are always like super intense, right? And I don't have that perspective that an outsider would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm able, I think, as time goes by, able to identify that feeling. Um, and then I'm able to kind of cool down, but I think that's something that we learn over time and through these experiences and we're going to meet so many different people in our walks of life. You guys are going to be people who are close to us and people who just play like a very insignificant role in our life, but either way, like they can unintentionally or intentionally, um, set off some triggers. Mm -hmm. And when those triggers do come up, we need to make sure that we're showing up for ourselves, right? So using appropriate healthy coping skills. I mean, a glass of wine is always nice. Don't get me (laughs) wrong, but that's not necessarily an appropriate coping skill, right? So making sure we're doing things to self-care, turning off our phones. That's a big one. TVs, like those things you take so much, um, like our, of our Mm headspace that we need to power those off, especially when dealing with, um, any sort of like conflict that is triggered an emotional or physical response. You need to give your body the time to just like rest and recover. Just be. And just be. And doing that may sometimes look like a nap or a bubble bath or a puzzle or, you know, listening to music or going for a walk or coloring, you know, or writing. Just something that you can do to realign yourself mm-hmm. and just... Take a breath, right? Goose and take a moment. moment. What'd you say? Goose Fraba. What the heck's that? From Anger Management? You've never seen that movie? I feel like I only know another one, but not Goose Fraba, like Woosa or something. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Same thing, but yeah, Goose Fraba is, is equivalent to Woosa. <laughs> I actually do that sometimes. If I'm really, like, at work, <laughs> I work in a daycare, guys, and like, it's all kids at some point, like, just like, cross over that line with you and you just have to woosa but I say goose rapa <laughs> but I'll say it out loud to myself that's how I call myself too. I feel like it, almost the same version of that would be like you know when you're like just taking a breath and like, yeah. you breathe out but then I feel like when you're really emotionally stressed and you're just like ah oh, you're like <laughs> <laughs> or you scream like an actual yeah. blood curdling scream I've done that <laughs> yeah or you're just like I'm just gonna go outside for one second you're like fuck <laughs> do what you gotta do guys if it's like you know punching your pillow like whatever you gotta do to let some frustration out. i don't if i don't want to be like spoiler alert anyone watches how to get away with murder new season but one of the parts annalise keating if you watch a so she's mm-hmm. like an alcoholic um and she like learns how to take her 
um, emotion out on like a, it's a pillow or like a pad with like a bat, but just like, and just hitting it and just that, like that release, right? Like you're saying like that, having that ability to like get that oh, adrenaline yeah. going on something else and just to like release and that it's releasing that hold that someone else has over you or those yeah. words, right? Like it makes you feel less than in some way or another that harm, right? Mm-hmm. No matter if it's just like straight up name calling or if they take it from you somehow without you knowing, right? Yeah. And I just know. being able to do whatever you can to release release it because, mm-hmm. or and release it from their hold, right? Yeah. Showing up for yourself. Yeah. I know when I was boxing, I could literally feel like years of pent up frustration and anger just like leaving my body. And and we boxed for like maybe half an hour and it was physically exhausting because it's a great workout. But I felt like my whole body was just like changed. Like I was... I felt very, very powerful in that in that moment. Mm-hmm. I said to Rick, we need a punching bag in the basement. But yeah, but you do whatever you gotta do to work through that emotion. Um mm-hmm. in that in that moment. Yeah. And remember, you can't control what Other they people. say, right? Or what they do, but you can control how you respond mm-hmm. and control how you can take care of yourself. Yeah. And that's super important. Yeah, finding a way to Because you're it. number one. Mm-hmm. And you can't do anything. Sorry, I just interrupted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do anything if you're not 100%. So whether that's showing up for your husband or your partner or your kids or your job. If you're not where you need to be, you're not going to get to that place. You're not going to be able to really be what you need to be in all the other aspects of your life. Yeah. Um, actually... a. Uh- a client of mine commented on that post that I posted this morning about, you know, not, um, not putting your focus on the things that you can't control and focusing on the things that you can. And she said, um, in our house, when we're dealing with a negative event, I always ask, is there something that I can do to fix this right now? If not, there's no point in stressing over it. If there is, um, if there is, then we need to move past the stress and do something to change the situation. So just talking about if, if it's not something that you can change or you can fix, you need to just like s- surrender and like release the stress on that and focus on what you can take control of. And that is essentially yourself and how you choose to move forward. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for today. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and make sure that you subscribe and keep tuning in to future episodes. We love hearing from you, so let us know what you thought of this episode, and if there's any topic that you want to hear about or any questions you want answered, send us an email to the address we've linked below in the show notes. Remember to tell your friends about the show, and don't forget, girls got gold.